You're listening to Art Happens Here, the podcast that explores the often curious and occasionally amazing art installations on, in, and around the campuses of Lansing Community College. I'm your host, Bruce Mackley. Like many professions, graphic design is comprised of numerous sub-disciplines, like color theory, composition, typography, and various other visually expressive and interpretive skills. Some of the underlying principles within those can include balance, emphasis, proportion, and so on. Within this realm, I can't think of anything more outwardly simple, yet inwardly complex, as typography. The written word is one of the oldest and most fundamental forms of visual communication that exists. In today's world, this form balances that communication with style and purposeful design. It's kind of an art unto itself. There's an old joke about television as a medium because it's neither rare nor well done. And as long as I can remember, I've been impressed at how something so clearly defined by audio and moving visuals still relies so heavily on typography. We'd been kicking around an idea for another outdoor installation. Some creative wayfinding display or sculpture that used words or phrases. What we ultimately arrived at was a 12-foot-tall um, kiosk, a four-sided monolithic object with, with, with words and phrases cut out. Dozens of aspirational words in various languages wrapping around all four sides and fitting together kind of like a puzzle. There'd be some typographic art elements and general wayfinding woven in, and some of the words would redefine themselves around the corners, like learn into earn and uh, community into unity, and that type of thing. You know, viewed from any angle, it would appear or come across like uh, some type of modern day relic, you know, um, hieroglyphics at a distance, something like that. This particular project took nearly two years to realize, and not because of any slow approval processes or lack of materials. Um, I'm going to take a slight detour towards something which has little to do with the outcome of this particular project, but I think the message it contains is worth it. So, it's halfway through the design work um, on, on the typography end of things, you know, the balance and the nuancing and the languaging and so on. I think I'd been at it for like a week or two, and uh, one Monday morning, it was actually um, October 13th, Monday, October 13th, 2016, uh, came into work in the morning, uh, first one there, marched up the stairs, uh, marketing's located on the second floor uh, in our building, two big flights of stairs, went up the stairs, opened the door, and the door to the uh, department is beautiful, it's this large glass slab, you know, with a lock situated at the bottom, you know, throws the deadbolt into the floor. So, you know, you stoop down, crouch down, wiggle your key on, get, you know, get it unlocked, and in you go. So I did that, you know, uh, crouched down, turned the lock, and uh, stood up, and that's the last thing I remember. The next thing I remember was being hustled into an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, looking up, it was almost cinematic, you know, the ring of concerned faces, you know, and I'm, I'm in this, this uh, stretcher carriage thing and not feeling at the top of my game with, you know, blood all over the back of my head and world, you know, everything was spinning and whatnot. It turned out I, I, I passed out. I just blacked right out and went backward and hit, hit the back of my head on the cement floor in the department. It's carpeted, but it is thin carpet. So 
I wound up at the hospital. I stayed there for a few days, um, I think two and a half days or whatever, and not a fun ride. Plenty of vertigo and migraines and all this. You know, obviously it was a concussion of some kind. Um, got out, still clueless as to what triggered this, um, and was uh, compromised with regard to, um, you know, first my cognitive abilities and um, my perceptive abilities. It was very, very humbling. Um, I had to take like six months off work at least, you know, and even after that I went back, you know, I worked from home part time. And um, I'm only drawing uh, attention to this because the the kiosk project represented professionally um, for me. It was um, it drew heavily on an understanding of how type works. And after the accident, I was uh, I I was derpy for quite a while, and things that were effortless to me before were just out of reach. You know, they were closed off, and it was just something I'll never forget. Some of the simplest things that on the computer or within programs or pick one, you know, that I could no longer do. You know, I just couldn't. It's not that I, I couldn't remember how to do it, but I couldn't do it. It's, it's as if I, I'd never done it before. Interestingly, as a side note, uh, did you know driving with a concussion is illegal in Michigan? Yeah, I found that out. Weird, huh? Anyway, uh, so at any rate, Time went on and I got back to work, resumed the, uh, the kiosk project. The project uh, turned out great. I mean, they, they sent the, uh, the forms off to, I believe, it was either Douglas Steel, I think it was Auro. They have a laser that cuts half inch thick aluminum. It cuts aluminum. I still can't get my head around a laser powerful enough. I know, I know, we're living in the future. But uh, the words, it all came through beautifully. We decided to use uh, four polycarbonate inserts. This is a kind of a frosted, thin plastic you see in uh, backlit signage and so on, and it's bulletproof. This stuff lasts forever. Um, we applied both blue and green film to the to the polycarbonate, so certain words would appear in certain colors. LEDs were designed and installed within the kiosk, and there was a cap situated on top. It was all custom. You know, the, um, the footings and, the, and the, the pedestal were put in. The kiosk was installed and leveled. And, and the whole thing was approved, you know, through um, our architecture firm to be sure that, you know, that it would work. Because all these one-offs, you had to do that. One of my fears was, and it was totally, totally kind of misguided, but based on my own misspent youth, was, you know, what if somebody wants to climb this thing? You know, kids, I remember this really dumb things that I used to do as a kid, being bored and, you know, I pictured somebody climbing this thing and getting a finger caught and, you know, just all these bad outcomes, but that hasn't happened, nor I don't think it will happen. At night, you know, it lights up and it is, it's remarkably unique, um, especially when the pavement's wet, because you get these strong reflections of the color in the pavement, you know. One of those things that you just don't factor in, you didn't imagine until it's real. Huh? It's, uh, there we, have a, um, we have a video. There's a video of a student, an international student, uh, coming in and he's standing in front of this thing. He turns with this giant smile on his face and they're interviewing him. And he's, yeah, that's, that's my language, you know. It's hello in my language. And it, it just, <laughs> it, was so, it was so cool, you know. 
seeing his face light up like that and having something something he could identify with you know so so personally here on the campus of Lansing Community College um, it's on our downtown campus come see it um, as far as the head injury goes I only brought that up really to to point out a few a few things last year there were over 56,000 uh, fatalities caused from head trauma that is not a made-up number 56,000 I did some you know some looking around and I was interested in this and it's staggering there was a an online forum I think it was reddit where a question was posed to all the uh, the medical professionals out there and the question was medical professionals of reddit if you could impart one piece of advice one tip to increase the quality of someone's life what would it be and of course you know there's this uh, this flood of comments but the top comment the very top comment overwhelmingly was uh, hang on to the handrail when you're going up the stairs and down the stairs just use the handrail just just can you do that and it had to do with these accidents that you know people are get their arm their arms loaded up and they're going on up and down the stairs and you know hit your head and it could be uh, game over you know so it's kind of a thing um, so regarding the fainting I uh, I did get an appointment with a, a neurospecialist out at MSU and they got me in he must have had an opening you know really really smart guy and uh, he had all these strange questions not just about the injury but about the time preceding injury and so on and um, what he arrived at, the cause of, of, of this accident that sidelined side me for so long was skinny pants. Yeah, skinny pants. That, that, was, the, uh, that was the motivating cause. It, it's, it, it blew my mind, you know, how, did, how he deducted this, but, you know, going up the stairs, these big flights of stairs, I'm wearing these, you know, these pants, you know, the, the, the slacks that are, you know, skinny pants, thin. Um, got up the stairs, got the blood going, um, crouched down to unlock the door um, and the, the pants cut off my blood flow behind my knees you know it halted it you know momentarily um, getting the key in there and getting the lock then when I stood up you know it released it and that rush of blood caused me to faint and that was it uh, that was <laughs> skinny pants so um, I guess if there's any takeaway it's uh, to be mindful of wardrobe choices as they apply to daily functionality. Bob Marley once said, enjoy life now. This is not a rehearsal. If you want to check out what I've been talking about, just visit this episode at lccconnect.org. Art Happens Here is a production of LCC Connect. Thanks for lending us your imagination.